down the near side by Robinson. 40 down the near side, 40, 35, 30, far side, 20, far side line, 15, 10, 5, he's in, what a play! Touchdown, Philadelphia! He fires and the ball is caught in the back of the end zone by Danny! It's a catch! Amendola! Touchdown, Patriots! It's a catch! I love Tom Brady! I think you've seen it all, the way, the way it ended last year against Atlanta. Yeah, you know I mean, and then to be down against Jacksonville, you lose Gronkowski, and again, it's on your 40-year-old quarterback to pull pull another rabbit out of the hat, and he did. That's why you love him. At the beginning of the year, obviously, my goal was playing in the Super Bowl. I had even said that from last year's Super Bowl. It's crazy how the path and the journey took place and formed, but at the end of the day, the end result and the goal is here, and I'm grateful. Now I'm here playing the Super Bowl, so I'm, I'm cool. J.J. is one of the best running backs that I've seen in the game in the last five years. He's an awesome competitor, and he's a he's a great athlete, and he's a hard one to stop. So we got to make sure we're on our P's and Q's and find a way to stop. If I had to call it right now, I'd say New England, because, you know, this is a quarterback-driven game. If you talk about two quarterbacks, I'm not taking anything away from Nick Foles. But what I'm saying to you is, number 12 is, in my opinion, the greatest that's ever played the game. And I will take him on my side anytime. Hello, and welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips, getting you. Yes, you. In the game. We're on Radio Row. TGS 199. It was meant to be the oh. Gridiron Show 200. That was the idea that we were going to do our first one with the opening night. And opening our first night. one on Radio Row is going to be our 200th show. But uh, there was a lost podcast at the end of last week, thanks to both Charles Davis and uh, Emmanuel Sanders mucking me off <laughs> and therefore here we are but that doesn't matter because we've got a great week ahead of us Matt Sherry Ollie Hunter here ready to go we're two days in I don't know about anyone else I've slept about five hours so far jet lag is hurting me I've had about 19 hours so oh. I feel fine I've great. slept really well yeah thanks guys well. yeah. <laughs> brilliant and thanks, I don't guys. believe for if you see Emmanuel Sanders or Charles Davis here are you going to confront them about said mugging you off or are you going to be sweetness and light, uh, triple B, and um, a bit of brown nosing action? If they allow me to flake them, I'll do it. Let's put it that way. It's a family show, mate. Can't say that. Is it? Take that back, right? <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> I will not take any of Time code, back. it will. Yeah, but I, uh, I, I yeah, of course it will be sweetness and light. says time codes when it's either you or me. Yeah. But for him, he just lets anything Well, it's the Will Gavin show, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, so well we are all... We are all partaking we, in the we Will Gavin show. Support acts of yeah. the one man show. So, the, is the weirdest radio row setup we've done in the in the four years we've been doing this? I don't like this. it because uh, when they said it was going to be a Mall of America, I think my impression was that it was going to be in a like a convention centre attached to the Mall of America. That it was going to be you know in the usual big soulless hall. Instead, as I look around me, I see a GameStop, a T-Mobile. We're not getting any sponsorship for this. Most importantly. We're a stone's throw from a Shake Shack. So much so that I think if we went and ingratiated ourselves with the staff at Shake Shack, they would deliver to us right at Oh, table. yeah, without doubt. It's, it's that close to us. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's literally smack bang in the middle of the mall. It's really bizarre. Also, Mall of America is ludicrous. Have you been and looked at the theme park that is in the middle of the mall? No. I'll be there tonight. Well. I can see a mountain adventure golf sign, and that looks just... Well, I mean, the Mountain Adventure Golf is this huge rocky outcrop in yeah, front of us. That, yeah. Uh, and, and a Ferris wheel behind it. Oh, yeah. Can anyone... That looks like a tiny Ferris wheel, though. Do people go on that? I mean, it is inside, so it's just a limit to its height. 
and it's the fact that it's like a giant greenhouse. Between kind of 10 in the morning and 2 in the afternoon yesterday, I was sitting here getting a, I was going to say suntan, but obviously not. Not the giant ginger moon. Oh, no. <laughs> Hashtag Casper. <laughs> you if you're your the giant ginger you moon, with does your... that mean there's an eclipse every day? I guess so, yeah. Why not? Yeah, well, yeah. Total the will Gavin eclipse. The full moon. The total eclipse of Gavin. So it was opening night last night. Opening night. Opening night. We've been here a couple of days. We've got loads of great interviews lined up over the next three or four days. Really excited about a lot of it. Some of our old favourites coming back, the, the Brian Billicks of the world. But we've also got Demarcus Ware, Terrell Davis. Two Brian Billicks. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Uh, That's one of my biggest bugbears. Ryan Leaf. People that say, oh, the Arsenals. It's West Ham's. A, it's a massively American football thing. Like, we're around the draft. No, it's not, it's around the draft, it is hugely it's like... It's just, uh, just the kind of thing that tools do, isn't it's, it? It's the worst p- thing yeah, that they can the do. Oh, the the uh, the Nick Foles of this world. What? There's what only of, one, of of the, one of the only things I hate as much is when people tweet, look at my office for the day. And sadly, somebody tweeted that from Gridiron yesterday. I pulled him up on it, actually. And I said, look, that was out of order. Our office our office for the week. And, and what's... Uh, any anyone who just tweets something or quote tweets it and just goes this 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 hey Andrew how you doing Andrew Howard from uh, NFL he's got he's got some great guests lined up just just gotta kiss the ring be nice here we go that was uh, that was that was that was one of the worst that was, that was so sickening I just threw up in my mouth slightly had uh, to, I, had to I, won't, I won't kiss up to the people who book us all the good guests then. And make sure that we get sorted no, out no, on no, radio. Keep right. doing it, but he gets offended by. Yeah, we're just, just, we're just I don't get offended by. I just don't understand why you hate doing your job properly. We're just playing it's the part. Mate. Networking is a massive part of your job. I hate just networking. I hate all this schmoozing. Yeah, well, Radio Row is probably a terrible place for you because it is about ninety percent pretending. That I just you would, I want to do are what the you friendliest do. person in the world. I even just want, though I just want why, do, why do you think I'm so miserable around you lot? It's because I spend the rest of the day being nice to people that I don't know. So uh, I've got to take out on someone, and it's normally you, Ollie. That's true. It's not me and Ollie. Do you know what? I've been having a lovely time. <laughs> That's true. Just I was so salty yesterday because I was so hungover. I drank the menu, guys, on the, on the we plate. Did, we did nine out of 12 drinks on this menu. We did all of the spirits except for the Bacardi because no one wants to drink the Bacardi. We only had the red wine. We didn't have the white wine. And we only had two of the three beers. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, Ollie and, and like me drinking the equivalent of like nine doubles is bad. Ollie is about a third the size of me and drank the same. And I genuinely Look thought he wasn't little. I genuinely thought he wasn't gonna get let in the country. I genuinely feared I was absolutely battered. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I was battered. Not unlike every other occasion we come through customs though. Ollie gets the old tick on his form, never gets the cross, never has to go through the I'm long sorry, queue. Uh, just just so that you know it's not a tick. They just don't put anything on it. I know you've never seen that. Yeah, so. I, I never have. Always the cross for me. I went straight through. What do you get interviewed? Uh, not like properly interviewed, but you know when you go through and you do the, the kind of ATM style machine, and there's two queues. There's like the quick one, and then there's the long ass one. I've never been in the quick one. Ollie is in the quick one every single well, every time. Every time, every time. You should, if, you, if you say you're with Ollie, they'll let you go with him. Apparently, there was a guy in the queue in front of us who had had loads of problems with it, and it ended up it was because he had something on his criminal record from about 25 years earlier that was like a misdemeanor arrest. And that still showed up, and that's why he got stopped every single time. Thankfully, me storming Schiphol Airport and being in possession of <laughs> Class A drugs <laughs> has not shown up on any kind of uh, <laughs> on any kind of uh, any kind of criminal report, international database, Interpol, or anything like that. But so what, what was awesome about right. it is Ollie got through, 
We got back to the hotel. He was still pretty drunk at that point. We had a quick shower, not together, and then immediately went out to a bar to watch the Royal Rumble, Bar Luchador. I was so sad that he didn't come, Matt. Like, I know that you came on like the later flight, and I totally understood why, but you'd have had a great time. It was, it was great. Mexican food, yep. beers, the Royal Rumble... They did a wrestling pool. theme bar. We had to put five. Given the state of my balls already, I'm pretty glad I avoided the Mexican food. <laughs> oh films. God! But Based on what you said, ev- everyone point. put in five dollars, and you got w- to draw a number from the Royal Rumble. I got for my two Molly Holly and the Hurricane were the two wrestlers I picked I out of the two Royal Rumbles. Molly Holly. I want to marry Molly Holly because then we could be Ollie and Molly Holly Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Molly Holly Hunter. <laughs> Ollie Molly Holly Holly. Yeah. Oh, it's too many. Um, and we would be jolly. I, uh, <laughs> um, Ollie. I'm sorry, this is all folly. The, the main <laughs> well done. You're off your trolley. You. Uh, the, the main thing is that he then won the Women's Rumble. So having been drinking for about 18 hours man. at that point, he won the, the pool for the Women's oh, Rumble. Okay. $150. And in, in what was a moment of pure Ollie, took the whole thing and just threw it down on top of the bill and basically went... The meal and the drinks are on me, guys. And it was great. I did do the that. The Americans didn't like it. The Americans, Why didn't they like that? The Americans, they didn't, did they? They like. Uh, well, they think I was being pretty big bollocks. Ollie. No, I don't think it was. I think that they genuinely were just too nice about it. Plus, they get to... So they get to expensive. Yeah, then, it was right? with um, Adam Rank from NFL Fantasy and Ting and uh, Lindsay Fulton of... What's that beer called that's in our... Fulton. Fulton Blonde. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's delightful. It's great beer. You should come to our hotel bar. They do a great beer. I'm not um, All right. Oh, you really are. Uh, <laughs> you uh, are desperate to come yeah. to our hotel bar. <laughs> By the way, which stays open until 4 a.m. On, on Friday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday Sunday. Sunday. I don't care. Come on. I, you, can stay in our, you can stay in our room on Sunday after the Super Bowl. No, we you can't. come back to the bar and get what, what are you doing? You can share a bed with me that night. Only that night. That word is more than acceptable. Which word? Pissed. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that is. We're in America. It means something different here. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So they could, but they get too expensive from the NFL as well. I think. So yeah. that's the other reason they were really insistent about it. So Ollie ended up putting a hundred of his hundred and fifty dollars in for the bill. So he had numerous pictures of beers, loads of tacos. Spent about twenty dollars on it. It was one of the greatest yeah. nights of my life. It was a great night, actually. I was in there. I continued to carry on being battered, and then it got to a point. I'm a really good drunk generally, but it got to a point where. Uh, I started shouting at the TV for my girl. What was her name? Oscar. Asker. Uh, Asker what? Uh, so just, I was just as you can imagine, Matt. That's not the first time I've heard that joke in the last forty-eight hours. So it's just shouting at the telly. Go, girl. Go, girl. Constant. What, what else? What else did you say, Ollie? That might have offended the females at our table. I can't. Do I not repeat it. Let Never, ever repeat it. Punch her in the what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, oh, apparently, Nat, who, Nat Coombs, uh, Talk Sports NFL showed Nat Coombs. There was a very funny moment with Nat Coombs where he just assumed when he first arrived that the two people we were sat with, because it was us and then Josh and John and then Rankin and Lindsay. Cat Nooms. He just assumed they were two Americans that we'd ingratiated ourselves with in true Ollie Hunter style. The moment he realised it was the producer of Around the NFL and Adam Rank. He was there, full schmooze mode. It was, it was classic. I think you and Cat Noom should have a schmooze off. 
Uh, do you know what? We went for uh, drinks with Cat. <laughs> we went for drinks with Cat Williams <laughs> last night when we got in. After opening night, opening night, we went for drinks with Cat last night. We had a couple of beers and we started to get. We started talking about family. Film. About we we talked into film. Yeah. Who do you prefer? And this is key. Al Pacino or Robert De Niro? De Niro. Really? Yeah. See, for Cat Nooms and I, it was Pacino. I was a De Niro man. De Niro, there we go. De Niro's delivered some real versatility with his comedy performances. But that, that, there is he that. takes the risks. Occasionally, they don't pay off. Pacino, while brilliant, it's, the it's same basically guy. been the same thing. Yeah. For what's, that, what's that movie with uh, where you and me, we can ride? Stardust. He is We'd absolutely superb in that, isn't he? Like yeah. that's a massively as the big camp pirate. Yeah, is great. In and Gervais is great in that as well. Do you know yeah. what? That's a it's really a great underrated movie. movie. It's a great yeah, movie. it is, and it's also a isn't huge it? It's, and isn't it Matthew oh, well, Vaughan? We'll, we'll just we'll just forget what I'm about to say. For, for we were still talking about the Wait, film. Mr. Ego. Yeah, I also. But it's called tangenting. You can tangent and then yeah, just come back to it. You don't just people, man. Just come back to it. Why are you getting so uh, upset There was a point this? earlier this morning where Sherry started the same sentence seven different times because people kept I'm interrupting. It was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paolo Bandini's come in. There he is. Wave to the Bandino. If anybody's ever seen Bandini yeah, in we the know past, Paolo. he now looks Two like tables, Paolo. We've got two tables. He can't believe it. Did you know Paolo's become a middle-aged woman, Matt? <laughs> Cat Nooms is here. Cat Nooms hey, is Nat, here. how are you doing? Um, did you know that Paolo's turned into a middle-aged woman? If you see, he's got a he's got a dog sitter who is currently sending him videos of his dog. <laughs> Honestly, he came round mine to watch the uh, not the championship games, the last weekend of the divisional games. And I sent a photo to these guys of him with his dog sat on his lap and with his current haircut as well. He genuinely looked like a woman in her forties. Yeah, yeah, oh, 100 percent. This is the first show of the week. There are no interviews really to play it, apart from we're going to have Jay in a little bit. And we're going to hear from... Uh, what do, have, have, you got, have we got anything from you? I don't know. Yeah. Alan Branch. I don't, I don't think the audio would be We'll good hear a bit from Jeff Reinbold. We've got a few, we've got a few different bits and pieces. I, I've we'll do got some opening interviews, night in five minutes, it's all geared around a written piece rather than anything that's possibly interesting. We were discussing our uh, Pacino-De Niro conversation and Sherry falls on the De Niro side. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm heavy. Well, I'm, we should I'm probably give Nat a mic if he's gonna if he's gonna talk. I'm, I'm heavy to Nat because of the comedy performances in recent years. He showed some versatility for me. <laughs> I might edit out these silences. I might just leave them in. Cat also, a bit Canadian is, then. Is this Nat Coombs' first time on the Gridiron Show? This no, was, no, this he was on last year. Should I just make it an annual thing then? Yeah, once a year, Thanks, you, you're I'll allowed take, on once a year. I'll take the year. hint, Will. <laughs> Bloody hell. Who books the show, Matt? You're the governor. What's going, do, What's going on? What's going on? You're the, the governor. The Will Gavin Show. I mean, I am the governor, but this is the Will Gavin Show. We're all happy just to be yeah, part It's there. Will's world. We just live in it, right? How has Matt got involved with that joke <laughs> already? Sorry. Um, the uh, De Niro Pacino, back to business on that. So you're saying the De Niro comedy is the reason why he gets the edge, whereas we, I think we're all agreeing that's why Pacino gets the edge. I think uh, we were saying that uh, my point was that he has some highs, but then some very low lows. We've just pointed out a underrated performance, Stardust. It was a great shout. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's a great film. He basically plays a gay pirate, and it's it's very impressive. uh, Does it make up for Meet the Fockers? Can't say that. I think so. I think it does, definitely. (laughs) 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 He did a full Mike Bobel. Because he's a gay pirate. say that. Should we actually get on to talking about football or now? Nah, have you got more? I've got stuff to do. Um, uh, we got H and J in 15 minutes, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, I'm, right, I'm in. Don't worry. Don't, worry. Don't, worry. Don't worry. We'll, we'll be doing another five or six. Okay. Don't you worry. 
Oh, he's going throwing his mic down immediately, just it's ruining like the audio quality. It's like he's never worked in radio. <laughs> it's an utter disgrace. It really is. Uh, <laughs> uh, can you just pop that one back over there, please? This is going. This is going out raw. <laughs> just making that really clear. There's no editing happening here. Um, should we talk about opening night or more about Stardust? After all that SmackDown, I'm glad it's going out raw. <laughs> wrestling jokes. I'm taking Ollie to a British wrestling show next month. At the end of the month, I'm so excited for him to go. It's going to be great. You should come down. Progress, Sunday, 25th of February. It's there. It's the annual Thunder Bastard match, which is like the Royal Rumble, except oh, they've actually that. got to pin each other. What in. Is that? Uh, it's Sunday. Because no, no, the NFL season's done. So we can start going back again. It's really good crack. We get standing tickets. We stand at the back by the bar. Imbibe. It's good fun. You should come. If not this month, at some point yeah, in the next, few months. the next few months. Let's do it. We can stay at Ollie's. <laughs> uh, should we talk about opening night? We talked about the wrestling. I'm trying to tick everything is, off. Is oh, it, skiing. Is. You guys were skiing yesterday. Yeah, How was great. that? Ollie is, Ollie is the best skier I've ever witnessed. Well, he's not. Oh, there were some really good I've ones. Seen some, I've yeah. seen some really good ones. He's the best who I'm friends with by there good you distance. Go. Uh, Matt Sherry managed to fall off. All of the lifts, at least twice each. Didn't fall one skiing, but the lifts were a big problem. He did fall one skiing. I don't think I did. Yeah, you definitely did. Well, this got awkward really quickly. Uh, <laughs> Not ever. You did. Oh, yeah, I did, yeah. There you go. I there did see, I, I, I finally saw some videos of Liam at about three in the morning this morning, <laughs> trying to stay standing, and they were very amusing. Liam with his little chicken legs. He went skiing in shorts yeah. in minus, <laughs> minus 12 weather. <laughs> Idiot. It was very funny. But uh, there was, Sherry couldn't quite master actually sitting down on a, on a chairlift. So there was one where he Wait. sat down too early, and he was sort of, his back was on the lift, and there was me holding him as we were, as we were ascending into into the distance, and then I just was like, I'm gonna have to let him go here. So I let him go, and you just saw him fold down. <laughs> it was so funny. Well, the time before that, <laughs> was it was it, when you say chairlifts, these aren't like the kind of button lift no. style. No chairs. But are they ones that where you're you're not you can't be high off the ground if you're yeah. talking about f like f just folding out from underneath and falling down. I wasn't down. at that point, but a, a, a it couple was about a couple of feet further, I'd have been high, real high. <laughs> So it happened because the, the previous one, Josh, who is a Gridite commercial guy, went to meet uh, lifts coming. And, like, I turned round and then, bang, the lift just rammed me in the side. So the next time I was like, I'm not making that mistake again. So I sat to her. <laughs> and then we went to another stair lift after, and I went to the guy, you've probably heard my reputation. I've done this a few times. <laughs> and then I got on, and it was fine, and I, like, celebrated. And as I celebrated, I let my right leg just fall down and my ski wedged into the ground and ripped off my foot <laughs> so they had to stop it again. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. And the worst part is that there was a, there was a fourth one, Ollie, that I can't remember, but the previous time we'd, we'd talked and, I, and I, was, I just went to these guys. So that's three in a row I've done something different. I just can't wait to see what happens with the fourth, thinking I've literally exhausted every farcical way to fall off this thing. But no, I found another way. Which was? That was the one where we fuck up wedged in. What was the first one? There were definitely four incidents. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. there were lots of incidents. It was, they were all extremely funny. Uh, the, the one where he, I was holding him and I just let him fall. 
I think Josh, oh, no, there was, there Josh was and I laughed for about 20 minutes. <laughs> there was one where I was hanging on for dear life on the side and I ended up getting back on the seat. That was the first one. <laughs> That's so funny. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> I had a real run, didn't I? You're a great guy. Well done, mate. Right, what else? Opening night. We need to talk about opening night and we're going to play in some interviews. Let's hear the interviews. Let's hear from J.H.I. London-born running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, that have you heard. Speaking to TalkSports Will Gavin. Basketball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alan Branch, two-time Super Bowl winner. Alan Branch speaking with Barkshire's Will Gavin. Uh, He'll also be inactive this week, most likely. Well, yeah, but it was still interesting. Uh, we'll have to we'll throw in some Jeff Reinbold as well and the legendary Scott Zolak. Oh, yes. First London-born skill position player right. to ever play in a Super Bowl first UK-born uh, are you feeling that love from back home? Yeah, I, I always feel the support from back home in London. I've got my my fam there cheering me on. Obviously, you guys talk sport and the rest of the media out there, they always show me a bunch of support. So definitely grateful and uh, just trying to keep keep it going uh, and finish finish it off. I mean, as you're approaching the equivalent of transfer deadline day, as the UK fans will understand right. it, but the trade deadline day, and you're with the Miami Dolphins and your head coach essentially calls you out in a press conference. Did you imagine that? Two months later, we'd be stood here with you about to play in a Super Bowl. I mean, uh, at the beginning of the year, obviously, my goal was playing in a Super Bowl. I had even said that, you know, from last year's Super Bowl, just as a, a personal goal of wanting to be here. So it's crazy how the path and the journey took place and formed. But at the end of the day, the end result and the goal um, is here. And I'm here and I'm grateful, um, you know, however the circumstances arose and However it happened, I'm just grateful to God, you know, that it all worked out in my favour and now I'm here playing the Super Bowl, so I'm, I'm cool. I mean, the Eagles have been a great coach team, really well coached team this year. What have you learned from, from Doug Peterson? What have you learned from Frank Reich that's different to your time, say, at the Dolphins? Um, just the discipline, um, the details and the preparation. Uh, very uh, disciplined team. We do a lot of things to make sure that we're ready on Sundays and that we can just cut it loose. Um, especially during the work week where we just grinding it out, um, putting in a lot of work hours to make sure that um, on Sunday we, we can just go out there and execute. There's a lot of talk about thunder and lightning backfields. You guys have got a thunder and thunder backfield with you and Legara. What's that like working with another guy who you know can take it down the middle, pound the rock and really complement what you're doing? Yeah, I respect LG a lot. Um, you know, Obviously I've known of his game since we played in the same division before being on the same team. So now it's just um, it's so awesome to be able to com compete with each other uh, and bring out the best in each other as well. Um, also, we've got um, a, a great running back in, in Corey Clement as well, the young young rookie who's been coming on great and he's been showcasing himself. So all about in our running back room is just uh, making a play, being the best group out, out there every time. A couple of guys there as well, LeGarrette being one of them, Chris Long being another, who were on this Patriots team who won in Houston last year. Have they brought anything to you guys in terms of how they'll prepare? Because the Eagles haven't been back in, what, 13 years? Not a lot of Super Bowl experience in this locker room compared with the Patriots who seem to come every other year. Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing for us to realise at the end of the day is even though it's the Super Bowl, it's still another football game. Um, it doesn't change the fact that it's still another game. And so for us, re really, we're just looking at it as another business trip. Obviously, those guys have that experience um, that they can lean on and rely on. But at the end of the day, it's still another football game, and we're still going to have to go out there, execute our game plan the way we would have to in any other game. Obviously, the, the, uh, the stakes are higher, and um, the magnitude of, of just everyone watching is, is bigger. But 
for us, we just need to realise at the end of the day, it's still just football and just go out there and play. Very last one from me, Jay. What's it going to be like if, come October, you're coming out at Wembley as a Philadelphia Eagle and you're introduced as JHIE Super Bowl champion? That, that's, uh, you know, to be honest, that's the, the mindset that I, I have and I'm, I'm praying that that's, that's what it's going to be. Um, you know, it'll be a special moment for sure. Um, for me, so it's all about making sure that we can can accomplish that uh, this Sunday. Gonna have to make sure a lot of freebie tickets are available yeah, as well. De- definitely, <laughs> it'll be a, it'll be a fun one that day. I'm here with two-time Super Bowl champion defensive tackle of the New England Patriots, Alan Raj. Alan, first of all, this is your third time here in four years. Have you got used to it by this point? The the kind of madness of opening night. I have not get, got used to it. You know, uh, it's a very special place to be, and you know, a very opportunist opportunistic time to you know be a, just in the vibe and the groove of everything that's going on so you know uh, you can't expect to be in this position when you start to hear having, having been a, a few times now how much of an advantage do you think that is for you guys over an Eagles team who haven't played here since they last played the Patriots 13 years ago uh, I don't know you know it's a it's a different team when you think of uh when the last time we played each other and uh, watching them all year, they're different. They're a different team than you know at the beginning of the year. They're they're a great team. They they play well with each other. They have a great scheme, and coaches always put them in the right places. Fantastic offensive line as well. We saw that in the in the last game. And well, from a British perspective, we're excited to see London-born running back Jai But is he going to be a guy that that you're going to stop and make sure that we're not going to be celebrating back in London? Uh, JJ is one of the best running backs that I've seen in the game uh, in the last five, the five, last five years. I told him that last year when we played him in Miami, and it's the same thing now. He's he's an awesome competitor, and he's a he's a great athlete, and he's a hard one to stop. So we got to make sure we're on our p's and q's and find a way to stop him. And you had some experience with this last week stopping a player like Leonard Fournette the Jaguars again London's team but coming from behind in a game like that coming from behind in the Super Bowl last year I mean it feels like this Patriots team people talk about clutch but it's like you never actually waver at all it's like you're always confident that that you're going to go out and get that win eventually uh, I want to say it's always you know knowing that you're going to win it's just you you know you can trust in your preparation and you're ready to go so Outside of that, you don't know what's going to happen, but you got to always be prepared for what what lies on the table and be able to play off that. As Coach Belichick would tell you, just do your job. Exactly. And how much is this team going to miss Matt Patricia next year, assuming that he does move on? I don't know. You know, I'm not only worried about this Sunday coming up, so I'm not really focusing on that. No reason at all. Well, thank you. Any message for the fans in the UK why they support the Patriots? Uh, have a good time, mate. Watch the game and... Uh, Make sure you cheer on that 97, eh? I'm sorry, that was definitely Australian. I'm not good at doing all of them, you know. I'm actually New Mexican, so I'm better at doing a Mexican accent than I am Australian or UK. Brilliant stuff, Alabrash. Thank you for your time. I appreciate that, mate. I'm here with Sky Sports Analyst, Special Teams Coordinator for the BC Lions and the CFL as well, Jeff Reinbold, a fan, very familiar, a fan, fan very familiar, a voice very familiar to UK fans. Uh, Jeff, I saw you holding court with a bunch of the Patriots Special Teams guys, laying your knowledge on them. You just can't stop being a coach. No, man, you never stop. And they're my guys. I mean, the Special Teams kids are such a key part of every football team. And, and you know what? You look at this, and Brady's got nine million people around him, and you know, but those kids are going to make 
plays in this game that will decide the game because field position. You go back, you know, you go back to last week's game. That uh, that they hold them down in there after they tackle them on the 15. I'm talking about it, it was, the Jags. Yeah, the Jags. Yeah. Then they force a punt. They get a punt return, 38-yard field, game over. So that's how they win, and that's the stuff that never gets in the you know never gets in the paper, never gets. But those are the plays that coaches know win football games. Now, this is amazing that the Patriots have been here eight times in 16 years, three in the last four. I was just talking with, with Alan Branch, who was saying that, you know, this is almost normal for them at this point. And that's crazy. It's a Super Bowl, and it's kind of got normal for them at this yeah, point. Yeah, you know what? That's what's so unbelievable about where they're at as an organization is that there are, you know, I mean, you talk about Takeo Spikes, who was a guest with us on Sky Sports, he played 12 years in the league, had over 1,000 tackles, never played in a playoff game. These guys, this is just kind of like what you do if you're playing in New England, and that's the expectation to win is is as important as anything. How much of an advantage is that when they're coming against the Eagles on Sunday? Well, I think if you look at it historically, Will, if you look at it historically, it's very difficult to win the first time you've been there, and so many of those Eagles guys are going to experience it for the first time. You know, Doug's going to be in the game as a, as a first-time head coach in the Super Bowl against a guy who's been here, what, eight or ten times. So that's that's a tall, tall task. I think early in the game is going to be really, really critical for the Eagles because they can't get behind, and then if they get on top, they got to keep the pressure going because if you don't play 60 minutes against the Patriots, they'll come back and beat you. They've proven it time and again. Well, I was going to say, we saw that last year, a new head coach in the Super Bowl, 28-3 up. Biggest margin of comeback in, in Super Bowl history, and that's it's just what the Patriots do. Yeah, well, you know, and, and I'm sure if you talk, you know, to Dan Quinn about it, he'd say, "Yeah, I wish I would run the football a little more in that you know period," and I, you know, but see, that's what they do to you. They're like a boa constrictor. They get on you, and then they squeeze you to death. Uh, and it's the pressure. So now you think about Doug Peterson. He's going to get into those fourth quarter calls, and is it going to be like? Do you feel the pressure and now you feel like you got to make a call that's going to win the game? Or do you not make a call like Quinn? I mean, that's what – Belichick's been there so much. He understands. It's almost like they handle situational football so well because, the number one, they practice it more than anybody else. And, number two, they've been there more than anybody else. So, prediction for Sunday, if you had to call it right now? If I had to call it right now, I'd say New England. Because, you know, to, here, here's the bottom line, Will, and you know this because you, you love this game. This is a quarterback-driven game, right? And now if you talk about two quarterbacks, I'm not taking anything away from Nick Foles. But what I'm saying to you is number 12 is, in my opinion, the greatest that's ever played the game, and I will take him on my side anytime. Jeff Reinbold, thank you so much for your time. All right, man, thank you. This might be the most subdued I've ever heard Scott Zolak. Back on uh, opening night, and we're with Scott Zolak, who is the – former quarterback and color commentator for the New England Patriots. And UK fans will be familiar with his voice because every week yeah. we're playing your That's calls great. out. That's great. That's great. I love it. And I love I love the bangers. Ma- Hello. Go, you know, hey, we love the trips to London. Uh, we were excited because we thought we were going to be back there next year. Not so the case. We were disappointed when the Patriots weren't selected to play over there. But uh, we know we got a lot of fans over there. Uh, it's always great visiting England. We love it. And... Um, I get excited calling games. That's all I can say. I don't plan anything. It's, it's so fair to I, say. I appreciate you <laughs> replaying all the calls, though. It's fair to say that you're a fan. And when at the end of the last game you were screaming at the end of the comeback, I love Tom Brady, I love Tom Brady, yeah. there's a lot of Patriots fans who agree with you. How could you not? I mean, you, know, you, think, you've, you think you've seen it all. The way, the way it ended last year against Atlanta, 
You know what I mean? And then to be down against Jacksonville, you lose Kronkowski. And again, it's on your 40-year-old quarterback to pull pull another rabbit out of the hat. And he did. That's why you love him. I think what's amazing about it is the last, uh, we've covered the last three Patriots Super Bowls. And the first time was, can he win another one after two failures? The next one was, is he the greatest of all time? And right now, it's all about, we've really got to appreciate this while he's still here at this point. But he talks about playing until 45. Could you see it? He's like, uh, what's that, Benjamin uh, Button? Or what, what's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's aging backwards. I just did a pregame, inter- uh, it's going to air for all access. I just did a 15-minute interview before he took the stage with him. And I'm like, man, you just look younger every time I sit down with you. He's got, a, he's got a supermodel wife. I think she's got all the good creams and everything. So probably gets, he probably has some Botox, too. You know. Helps, uh, helps uh, the point. <laughs> with, with the fact that they did lose Jimmy Garoppolo this year, Jacoby Brissett, they moved those players on, and there was a lot of speculation about what it meant for the future of the team. Both the coordinators are going as well, most likely, to head coaching jobs. Regardless of the results Sunday, where, what do you think the future is for the Patriots beyond this? Um, sky's the limit. As long as they keep the model going. Zolak, literally, at the end of the interview completely pies me off like there's not even an end of the interview he just goes like I ask him a question I did a lot of jokey ones and I ask him one serious question about the coordinators are leaving uh, you know Brady's now hitting 41 realistically compatriots fans like still expect success next season and he literally went uh, the sky's the, he went the sky's the limit as long as they maintain the program sorry I've got to go do an interview over there and then just walked it off was an interview with McDaniels I think yeah but even so, I got complete. Didn't even finish the question and let me say goodbye. Told him it was an as live interview and he just went, I'm off. See you later. Not, not answering any serious questions. When I was saying to him how much we loved playing his calls out on the radio because they were so ludicrous, he was a big fan of that. But the moment I actually started talking to him about football, so he's, he's no interest. He's basically the American Will Gavin. That if you talk about <laughs> I've got to talk to that. This has been great, guys. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Uh, so, I mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you did. You just left. You literally just left us. As soon as the cards are off, you've left. You're a disgrace. Um, I think I, I, I think that's that's fine. That's the show. We've 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 talked about open night. We've oh, talked. We about haven't. We've not said anything about opening night. Oh well. Okay. Opening night itself. It was nowhere near as spectacular. No, it was very low voltage. And the only thing I can put that down to is maybe the setting in terms of Minnesota. It's not the kind of place people are at, and it's not the kind of place people want to travel to just to spend a week here. Whereas what if was, it's New York, San Francisco, you get a lot of what, crazy. What was weird is the crowd was very subdued for the Patriots, even though there were quite a lot of Patriots jerseys in there. The crowd were louder for the Eagles, but it was a combination of Vikings okay. fans giving them stick and then Eagles fans biting back on it. And Adults so it was kind of a two Eagles and front. Animals, we, we, uh, we should mention, I mean, Minnesota so far as a, as a host city has been fine. Not moving Been in a couple of bars. So uh, they've been good. Looking forward to the media party tonight, which is literally at the theme park because which we're now looking at because booze and uh, roller coasters is always a good idea. Um, and we've managed to do like a half hour, forty minute long podcast, and not once mentioned how cold it is. Well done, guys. It's bloody freeze. We've done a brilliant job there. Minus seventeen it is today. Uh, coming up later this morning, so we've got Ross Tucker coming up. We've got Hussein Abdullah. Uh, former uh, Chiefs cornerback Brian Billick later today as well so those will all be on tomorrow morning's show and then tomorrow the legendary Mike Haynes returns we've got Demarcus Ware we've got Jermichael Finley Sean O'Hara Ryan Leaf Terrell Davis what a couple of days we've got coming up so uh, keep following us at Gridiron on Twitter we've been doing Instagram stories from at UK Gridiron and I've been doing them and John's been doing them and so go and follow there as well because there's a lot of really fun stuff on there um, and uh, get your ticket for the party if you've not yet Gridiron-magazine.com. Yeah, I still think it's available, but not a huge number, so get 
them as early as you can this week if you're going to come. And also, the magazine is available, obviously, and you can get both magazines. We've got a pullout and a main magazine. You can actually get the 20-page pullout for free digitally. So, um, yep, feel free to do that. It gives, gives you a good insight into what we do with Gridiron and we'll prepare you for the game perfectly. Beautiful. Well done. That was... Sherry, for a man who doesn't like the schmoozing and the plugging and the... You did a brilliant job there. Thanks, Matt. I'm really pleased with it. I'm proud of myself. I thought you were going for a high five. Ends up you were just scratching your eyebrow and then you gave me like a pity high five. So... uh, Better than just leaving you hanging, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. So, uh, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, I promise that these will get more starry as the week goes on. I mean, you don't get much more starry than uh, the This has been a pretty mellow start. And it's our 200th show next, so that'll be crazy. It's going to be post-media day with... Super Bowl winning head coach Brian Billick and, and sorry post media party so while you say it's going to be high voltage oh, yeah, we'll be it could be pretty ropey <laughs> the, the media party is a two minute walk from here we could come here at 11pm and record the podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. drunk is that a good idea? without doubt great it would actually be a perfect way <laughs> to do the 200 show I'm really looking forward to seeing the guys who come out with touchdown trips as well as a few guys I know like Eagles fans so excited about that uh, but do if you want to if you're thinking already about booking your trips for next year touchdowntrips.com get in touch with Ben Mortimer and they do it's not just touchdown trips they do do basketball stuff they do baseball stuff as well so go Golf, and check Ben out the US Open the World Great awesome. US Open awesome so go and check that out online um, otherwise guys thank you for listening this has been the Gridiron Show Woo. Love you guys.